1: Everything you need to know about the NBA, you can find it on HoopsWire.com, written by this guy, Sam Amico. Hello, Sammy.
2: Gentlemen, how are you? We are good. How are you?
1: I'm uh, hanging in
2: on this beautiful Northeast Ohio day.
1: I'm still trying to let my nerves calm down after the excitement of the NBA All-Star game.
2: Defense got you all revved up, did it? <laughs> <laughs> we talked
1: about it at the beginning of our show today, Sam. I'm not the least bit mad. I don't think the guy should go out and play defense. I don't think they should play hard. I don't think they should play to win. Too much money on the line. Too much chance to ruin a career and waste, you know, an opportunity to make tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. What I think the NBA needs to do is just realize that it doesn't work anymore and do something else. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I wasn't that mad either. And and this has been the first year in a long time that I watched the game from start to finish. Oh, boy, you're um, a glutton. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know how to feel at the end, but I wasn't mad. I just thought this isn't going to go over well. And sure enough, it didn't. You, you look at the national feedback from it. There's been some talk of maybe they go in a different direction. You know, they tried going back to the East-West format this year. Uh, You heard a lot of legends, and Adam Silver came out ahead of the game saying everybody hopes they play a little harder than they have been. And uh, I thought they were going to, which is why I watched the whole game. And I thought after that third quarter, okay, they're not going to let them score 200 uh, but but boy was I wrong. They they didn't turn up the intensity at all in that fourth quarter. So you know it's it's hard to tell. I I, I think that you need an all star game, but we've seen it change in the NFL. You know, and is there going to be something here where really you you look at you watch a game and it really was just kind of like a second three point shooting contest. I mean that's that's really the way I viewed it is guys were just taking threes for the most part um so yeah you're right jeff i agree there's too much money on the line to be i mean you'd be really ticked if you're a milwaukee bucks fan and Giannis onto you know ended up tearing his achilles or something in yeah. that game god forbid so i don't know i don't i don't have the answer to that particular game though i think it's a problem of, you know, a a part of a larger problem with the league.
3: All right. So, Sam, I mean, you say that. Look, I I would like to see them play with a little more effort. I'd like to see more defense. But I don't think viewers care. NBA Communications put out on X that 11.6 million unique viewers watch the All-Star game on all of their platform. The game averaged 5.5 million viewers. It was up 14%. So everyone that's complaining about the game sounds like media, former players. We're not complaining. We just think it's, it's No, but done. I mean, I'm like, I'm listening to this, like, let's get rid of the All-Star game. Why would you want to get rid of a TV show that just drew 5.5 million viewers? I know it wasn't. I mean, like, I get it well, from it's the basketball. Not a TV show. It's what it is. Mm. It's not a game that counts in the standings. It's an exhibition where fans just want to see their favorite players. I, I just... I, I, I'm just listening to, like, the death of this game when I don't necessarily know that it needs to die.
2: No, I, I I agree with you, Andy. I don't think it needs to die. I think that you could potentially come up with some rule changes to to make it, if nothing else, a little, you know, reasonably scoring because these are going down in the history books. You know, we you look at the history books or the – the internet, a great site like basketball reference where it, you know, lists the all time winners and all time MVPs. Uh, I I just think there's there's a little bit too much of a uh, gimmick going on in the NBA. You know, you talk about the in season tournament, the, the all star game. Maybe you only count threes in the fourth quarter or something. You know, I mean right. I don't I know like that. off the top of my head, but but something along those lines where You make the scoring a little more reasonable. You give a little more incentive to play a little harder. You know, I, I, I agree with Jeff though. I, I certainly don't want to see anybody out there getting hurt at the same time. There's been all star games going on for about a hundred years now. And as far as we know, there's been no major injuries. I think that you can play somewhat hard and protect yourself at the same time. So I just think maybe there's some rules that need to be instituted. You know, I heard one guy say that maybe you start fining the losing team. Maybe giving them <laughs> money is an incentive, but taking their money away certainly would be. <laughs> I think that's going a little too so, but far. But,
3: Sam, <laughs> Sam, what we said was hey, the winners can. get $5 million each, the losers get nothing.
2: Well, it worked for the play in tournament. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what your feelings are about that. We saw teams play a little bit extra hard. We saw, remember, there's a point differential in this playing tournament. We saw them going hard for 48 minutes to, to get that point differential and get into what would be the quarterfinals. So, yeah, I mean, you know, look, money talks always. It's always a great incentive, no matter how much you're making. So maybe that's something the league will consider. I don't know. I can tell you this: Adam Silver was not real happy. No. And it was pretty obvious the fans at the game. I mean, this has to be the first time in all-star history where, you know, fans were booing at the end and they were pretty loud. So I'm sure the NBA is aware of that. And you're right, Andy, the ratings are pretty strong. So keep it going, but make some changes to make it a little more friendly to the people who care about basketball as opposed to just the event. Gotcha.
1: You just gave me an idea, Sam. Uh You said no threes until the fourth quarter. Like maybe one quarter, you're not allowed to shoot threes. The next quarter, you're not allowed to shoot anything but. You know, who knows? Uh, All I I, I know is, as you said, people booing at the game. The game was played in Indiana. If you're looking to play the game the right way, Indiana might be the state to live in. So even though the Pacers score about 130 a game, I'm sure they didn't appreciate it. All that said,
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Thursday, Cavs get back going again. Orlando Magic, the opponent. Cavs right now sitting in the second spot in the Eastern Conference. And if you think about the trouble Milwaukee has had with Doc Rivers so far, they're 3-7, and seven. and you think about the Knicks in fourth place, and you think about the 76ers without Embiid, kind of get the feeling the Cavs have every opportunity to stay that high in the Eastern Conference. Do you?
2: Yeah, I, I really do. Everything's all set up for them for the reasons you just mentioned. And it's because of, you know, Milwaukee seems to be kind of clunking along here under Doc Rivers. I suspect they'll step it up a little bit. But, you know, as long as the Cavs can win say 65% of their games moving forward, they could probably hold on to that number two seed, which would be huge because then you're probably avoiding New York, probably avoiding Miami in the first round and, and, and you know, matching up with one of these other younger teams, such as the Pacers or the Hawks or, you know, uh, maybe Orlando. Um, one of those teams would be a more ideal first-round opponent. So if you're the Cavs, just keep doing what you're doing and, and giving yourself an opportunity most nights to win and, and, you know, make this push. This is always when it counts. This is always when the veteran teams get really serious. Is right after uh, the break here with the final, what, 30 or so games to go. Um, and if you're the Cavs, all you got to do is keep doing what you're doing.
3: Sam, 18 to 20, a trip overseas, how bad do they need the all-star break just to kind of catch their breath and let their bodies rest?
2: Yeah, I think that, you you know, it's kind of nice always when you only have one all-star as much as the fans get mad. And, yeah, Jared Allen probably deserved a, an alternate role or whatever. But, you know, you're talking about three or four days of practice. Now they're back. at They're reconvening today. So you really didn't get any time off if you're Donovan Mitchell. Uh, it's been real busy. <clears throat> you know, I asked J.B. Bickerstaff last week, I said, are you going to Indianapolis? He said, no, no, we're taking the time off and can't wait for it, you know, just, just to refresh and recharge a little bit, and, and then we'll get back to it. So I think it's been very valuable from that sense in that, yeah, you have some days off. Now the downside of that is you're rolling as you head into the break. Can you keep that momentum going? I think it can. You know, it's only been a week, and uh, it gives your body some time to heal as well.
1: Sam Amico joining us. Let me me bounce this off of you. And I I like it. I'll I'll just set you up with that. I like it. Uh, In December, before he was hurt, in the month of December, um, Darius Garland averaged 24.5 points a game and took 19.5 shots per game. And the Cavs went three and three in, in six games. Since he's been back, they've played nine games. They've gone eight and one. His point scoring from since he's been back uh, compared to December is down 12 points a game. He's just over 12 points a game. And his shots are cut in half as well. Is all that okay? Is it okay for the team? Is it okay for Darius? And can you keep winning that way? Or is that the way to win for this team to kind of make sure the ball keeps moving and everything else?
2: Yeah, I think it's, they're at their best when the ball is moving. Um, You know, there's going to be nights where Garland, and I'm sure he knows this, there's going to be nights when he's counted on to take more shots and be a bigger part of the offense. You know, part of it too now, Jeff, is he's still been on a minutes restriction supposedly Uh, that last game before the break. He, I think he, You know, J.B. Bickerstaff broke that minutes restriction for both Garland and Mobley. But the way they've been having success, I'm guessing Garland has seen that. And from everything we've seen, which was, you know, when he was out, Donovan Mitchell was playing point guard and was the primary facilitator. And here's Mitchell as the star of the team and the leading scorer, really looking to move the basketball and, you know, setting his career high and assists twice. Um, So I think Garland noticed that at least that's what I'm gathering from this because he's really not only has he come back and really look to move the basketball first, as opposed to shooting first. Uh, I I, I mean, he's never going to be a great defender, but his effort at that end really since he's been back has probably been the best effort of his career just in that small sample size. So I think that's a huge, part of if they're going to continue staying this way is garland letting the game come to him as opposed to forcing things so during this 18 to 20 stretch they haven't had anybody forcing anything and that's where you're you're going to have success mitchell has a couple of times but they needed him too and that's why you have a star but outside of that nobody's really forced anything and garland's fallen in line can it work long term that's a great question. We're going to have to wait and see how it plays out, but it's looked good for the most part so far.
1: Sammy, thanks, buddy. Hoopswire.com, thanks, hoopswire.com, where you can read all of Sam's work covering the calves in the NBA. Thanks, bud. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Sam, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?